Okay. So a couple of things before we get started. Um, I don't even know if I should apologize or what, but we were here last week to record a podcast and I uploaded said podcast on Saturday and Friday, the Patreon got the bootleg and Saturday, Patreon in the main feed got a new episode, right? Fast forward to Monday, my brother called me on some funny stuff and was like, yo, you being lazy. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, you ain't even upload the pod. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So I go to uh, 1515.com to go check. And sure enough, the pod is there. And I grab my phone and open up my podcast app. And the pod isn't there. It is there on the uh. Patreon. So... Uh, I go into the Squarespace back end and see that I have an error. It's like the DNS error or whatever, right? So um, I jump on Twitter, DM Squarespace help yeah, because their contact was down because Juneteenth is a holiday. So they were like, yeah, we can't do no live chat or nothing. And I tell the person what's going on. They say, hey, you need to put this, this, and the third into your DNS server. Or like the back end of your, wherever I got the domain, which is Google Workspace, Workspace slash uh, GoDaddy. So I go into that, fix, uh, put the little stuff in. And he said, you know, they said they'll take like 72 hours. So that's why the pod did not show up for you guys until, what was that, Tuesday or Wednesday? Oh, um, wow. So, yeah, we did record an episode. And y'all probably know that now because everything is working fine. The only one that didn't that mess up was the first episode of Love and Hip Hop. So Studio Flow didn't get updated. Well, yeah, it didn't show up as well as um, Equal Opposites. So, I mean, the bad news was y'all waited a little longer. Good news is you get like quick episodes back to back. Back to back, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I didn't explain well was when we were, you know, sat down and we was potting and I said, yo, how was your break? And you, you we brought up the Janet Jackson concert. And mm-hmm. I said... We already talked about that. I should have been more clear. We talked about that on the Patreon because we recorded on Memorial oh, Day. Oh, we got to remember what we're talking. What on then? Shoot. Yeah, so we talked about but it. But guess on, what? If you signed up for the Patreon, you would have got it. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I really said it nonchalant. And then after I got done, I said, oh, wait, that was a Patreon episode of Memorial Day because that concert was over Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. So. Well, disclaimer okay. before we get too, too started. I am in a funky ass. Okay. And I have had beers and shots. It, yo, it is 4.38. You're right. 4.30 p.m. It sure is. And so I might be a little unfiltered and a little less myself well. on this episode. But I'm going to tell you why I did this. Okay. Go ahead. I am upset. All right. I am working in corporate America and I have decided to climb the corporate ladder. And I have been in this program to climb said corporate ladder. And I'm in the process now. I have finished the program, graduated, did my shit. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in the process of looking for my job. Same company, but like your job. Like a position. So I'll just say, yeah. So like everybody starts at level one, you go through a program to become level two. So it's like, let's say you have 
level one, you have level 1.5 and a level 0.175, right? Yeah. So once you leave level one, you're like level 1.5. So I did the program, graduated this. So let's say I'm level 175 at this point. So right now it's just me finding my supervisory role. I had gone on two different interviews. Each interview is a three-round interview, okay? Okay. The first interview I went on, I got to round two, and I did not move from that. And I was like, you know, okay, because I wasn't all the way 100 prepared for that, and I would accept that. I kind of just dove in. After each interview, they give you feedback on where you went wrong, how you can be better, whatever. Took said feedback, did the work, went for my second inter- my second job interview. Mm-hmm. Went for that, did not get past round two. And the round two interview, they give you feedback again. Okay. And I was like, okay. When I got the feedback, they had told me I did excellent from all the other feedback I got. It was such a different approach. You did this, 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 this. However, you could have been strong in like the result of this answer. Thought that was real minute, but okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to work on. I'm going to work on that. I recently just had my third interview. The person who interviewed me from my second interview was like, I'm not sure why the hiring manager didn't send you to round three, but I would have sent you to round three. Okay. So when it came to this interview, now this is the person that's now hiring. She hits me up and they go, I want you to apply for this position. And on top of all of that, I'm not even going to make you go through round one and two. I'm sending you straight to round, round three. three. Okay, cool. So I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. That means you see and show and do. So I go to round three. Recently, if you follow me on Instagram, you will probably know. Went to round three. And today I received the information that I did not get this job. It's. Okay, wait, wait. Before, before we get into how you feel, and did you get feedback from this time? Not yet. What my okay. company likes to do is tell you that you either did or did not, and then give you the feedback later. According to them, they like to do this because people are very emotional in that reason. So they want to give you the time and the space to kind of like get it out, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I'll give you your feedback. Okay. So I just know that I didn't get the position, but I haven't received the feedback yet. Probably get that next week as I just got the results today, right? Okay. So I'm, if I'm being 1000% honest, livid. Yeah. I'm upset. I am frustrated because they ask you to do these different coachings and mockings and getting the feedback and work on it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when you get to these next interviews and rounds, you're a little bit more prepared. Mm -hmm. I know (laughs) that I've done all that I can do. You asked me to work on this. I worked on it. You asked me to have a solid answer here. I've done it. I know that I went into this interview and gave you everything that I can give. The one feedback that I always get from interviews is that I have a lot of personality. How is that a bad thing, though? That's what I'm trying to figure (laughs) out. And a crazy thing, one person told me, they was like, from the first uh, interview, like my very first, and they was like, oh my God, I loved your person. You were so great. The second interview was like, no, from no, the first interview. So, okay. So the way they have it set it up, you have your round one, which is talent acquisition. They, They decide whether you should even go to the round two when you talk to the hiring manager, right? Yes. 
So the first interview I had in that round two, the feedback was like, making sure that you're concise in communication, making sure you're getting your point across, make sure that your executive presence and communication is on par. Okay. You have it. And everybody goes, you have so much energy. You have so much energy, so much energy. And they said it so much that I felt like it was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay, I go to my second interview. So because that was my feedback, I became real quiet. I would just strictly answer the question yeah, yeah. and nothing else. Some The feedback somebody gave me from that was like, I watched you in your first interview and you gave energy and I like that. I knew that something was very off from this second <laughs> yeah. one. Don't be that way. Come in and bring your 100% self. And I was like, well, I felt like I got in trouble for that the last mm-hmm. time. So I went to this interview like, let's find a happy balance. Let's give good energy and let's answer the questions concisely. So I went to the interview. Here and there, you know, you have a little moment. Like, I remember they asked me a question and I was like, Oh, yeah, I reached out to this team. I asked them what they was looking for as supervisors. They described me, but uh, that was my, like, you know, my personality point. At the end of the interview, when all I said was done, it was one of the supervisors. I had complimented her on her blazer. She had a beautiful blazer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you want to slide the link to this blazer? Because this is an amazing blazer. And she went on the story about, but you know what? It wasn't even. It was a little boutique. And then we kikined and ha-ha'd about it. Okay. I left the interview and I think like we all do, we second guess everything we did in the interview. You're like, damn, did I do enough? Did I do too much? Right? Yep. And so I'm like, okay, I guess we're just going to see because ain't nothing I can do about it now. So when I got the answer to that, that I didn't get the position, I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, okay, it's cool. I took it with, I was like, okay, no problem. Thank you. I'll get my feedback next week. Cool beans. I am annoyed. I am frustrated and I want to curse everybody out. Oh, okay. I was like, this is not a family pod. You could curse <laughs> everybody out because I gave you solid examples. I gave you personality. I gave you that. I know this job. I gave you why onboarding me will be easy. I gave you what I know what the people are looking for. I gave you why I'm great. I gave you all these things. Mm-hmm. So for you to tell me, no, I just kind of feel like you don't like me. You don't like me. Mm, I can see that. I, you, the way you describe this process, it seems really tedious. And my question to you, though, is why are you going for these other positions? Is it you want more responsibility? Is it ver- is it responsibility and accountability? That's on the same thing. Or the pay increase is so good that you don't mind the responsibility slash accountability that's going to come it's with the new both. position. Okay. The new position is, is supervisor. So it's and all about coaching and leading your career development and stuff like that. The schedule change that's, shoe as well? No. Okay. Everything's right. great. Everything's the same. I enjoy coaching and leading and inspiring and developing people. I literally do this outside of that. Yeah, I that's coach. what I was thinking about when you were telling me all this. Like that. <laughs> you can lead in with that. Like, yo, I've been coaching for years. Uh, but yeah, I coach and I've proven that I'm good at it. I've watched teams, I've increased rankings, I have gotten people promoted, I have created study groups and calibration means I have presented ideas to make jobs easier. I've done all of these things. So, for you to tell me no, I'm like, it's me, 
it's something about me that you don't like. Do you have you have you seen who got the jobs other than you? Like what you, you this is the second or third. The last the last the second interview I went on, uh-huh. I am literally onboarding that person to do the job that I was already doing. I, say, I hate when that happens. I'm like, now I gotta teach you. And I was like, I, I gotta knew teach it. you. <laughs> and when I tell you the team I looked at for ain't happy about it. They like, what the fuck? We got used to you. Like you didn't we know how to work. And I improved your numbers. I did this. Did you did you at least enjoy St. Louis? Did you get time to enjoy? St. Louis was nice. I had a good time. Was it hot there too? Because it'd be hot. It was hot as fuck. Yo. It was like 90 (laughs) degrees there. It was hot as fuck. But I just gotta admit that I'm just tired. And I think I'm more tired because you ask us to bring our authentic self to work. Well, you really don't want us to bring our authentic self to work. I'm going to ask you this because this is in I have I have this availability in my job field. I wonder if you have it in yours as well, where there's been situations where me and my uh, head custodian have butt heads and I feel like the work that I'm doing is like you, you asked me to do too much, especially for the pay I'm getting, blah, blah, blah. But there are other districts where I can slide into None near me because those motherfuckers pay too low. I would love to work in Oswego or Plainfield, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm not taking that pay cut. But like Downers Grove, Joliet, stuff like that. So for you, is it in the same industry? Have you looked at other companies that do like to do what your what your company is and be like, mm, so they got a position over there, but that I'm look that I can't get here. Should I have you applied or even look to see if it exists in other companies? I have not. Okay. Because I actually enjoy the company yeah. I work for. <laughs> and I've already built these relationships and know the, the culture and all of these things. So it makes sense for me to stay here and move up. These people are making it real I'm hard. about to say your loyalty is being tested. Because <laughs> boy, if, if another company be like, we'll offer you like, look, it sucks, but I might have to just take it because... Y'all give me the position in, in, the, in the pay that I want and I'm not getting it here. Yeah. So I'm doing. So now I'm like, maybe I should just look into different departments within my company. Yeah, that's true. To see if it makes more sense for me to just transition somewhere else. But I'm just like, I can't wait to get this feedback. To hear what they tell me, because right now. I am at a loss for words. Yeah, you, you're constantly going over everything. You're like, and what? it very much makes you second guess everything about yourself. You know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. it puts you on that I'm not worth it type of thing. I've I've had that. I've also had the. Have you? You probably done this too. Maybe y'all listening have done. You go into an interview, and this is what bothers me about interviews. Uh, I'm very personable when I when I do interviews and I can talk and I speak well and everything like that. I cannot stand two things. One, when they like, oh, where do you see yourself and blah blah. I'm like, why do you? Who cares? It's not that important. Or tell us about a time, right? And so the tell the tell like us that. yeah, tell us about a time. And I promise, the last time I went, it was like a year or so ago for a head custodian position. They were like, tell us about a time we had to use quick thinking. And ironically, I couldn't think of anything because everything becomes mundane to me. And exactly. The, yeah. one, the one guy 
who's like the head of all of us, he has to sit in on it. He remembered that, yo, he's like, weren't you at the school when the the pipes burst and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, he brought it up, blah, blah. Then I walked out of there, got home and said, why didn't you bring up the time when you were filling in for the head custodian, you had partially tore your ACL and school was starting and they gave you a call that a bird was in a building. And you have to actually think about the layout of the school, make sure what doors you got to close to get this bird out of here in a timely. And I was like, why did I, why did I forget that? Because your <laughs> interviews are, the interviews make you nervous. It makes your anxiety flare. It makes you go. And I am that person. I'm like, interviews freak me out. And I know that when I, I have all these personality parts of me, right? And when I'm thinking of the people out of my head table, when it comes to interviewing, when I get into that space, I tend to like make a funny. Yeah. It's my relaxing thing that may not work for everybody. And I get that. But that's what I try to lean on because it makes me feel better. And then as I do that, I am able to transition and think about my answer. I've learned that people tend to think that that can be unprofessional. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that I was actually working on. And so I'm like, okay. So all these things I thought about in the interview, even in the interview, they asked, they asked me a question very similar to that. And I was like, tell me about a time where you had to use your knowledge to fix the situation. Yeah. And I was like, usually you try to think of some big major thing that you did. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I was like, I looked off and I was like, I know I do this every day. So I'm just trying to think of a good example to give you. And I sat and I was like, oh, okay. There was a time when, and anybody who worked in a call center area, we have this thing called VTO, which is voluntary time off. off. Mm -hmm. I work with phone people. So if they're offering VTO, that means you get to get off early. It's It's not time paid, but you get to be off early. Yeah. So when I thought about it, I'm like, on an everyday basis, oh, so we at the time was offering 32 hours a week of VTO. This person had exhausted that amount of time, but they needed to have like two hours off. And I knew that, but we have this thing called same day flex where you can take those two hours and move it somewhere else on the schedule. So I asked this agent, hey, are you available to work two hours on Saturday? They told me, yes. I walked them through the process of doing a same day flex because they did not have any PTO time. They ran through their VTO. And if they had not worked, they was going to incur an incident. Yeah. Did not want them to have an incident. So I walked through the same day flex. He was able to move that time to another day. That person was set. They did not get an incident. Everything was all copacetic. So, yes, I hear you. <laughs> and so I'm just at this point where I'm like frustrated. And then I told myself, you know what, Shell? Maybe it wasn't that you had a horrible interview. Maybe somebody just interviewed a little bit better. Yeah, and that, it, it, to that point, that comes up sometimes because there was like a position near me that was, uh, the pay was similar to mine, but the schedule was better. And I'd have been the head custodian or whatever, right? But they wanted somebody who was bilingual. And I was like, it's not even a purpose because here's a, here's my, my thinking. And maybe y'all think this too is for some for certain things. I said, I could be a seven in the interview, but the six or six and a half that could speak English and Spanish will get the job. They were just giving that person a job. I'm like, well, we can build him up. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to waste my time. I don't speak no Spanish like that. I mean, I'm doing Duolingo, but I can understand it better than I can speak it. Right. Uh, and then same with you as far as like, I got at least one more year in my district 
or I have to find another school that has a pension plan. Because if, if I'm in my school for 10 years, uh, if I have my IMRF, which is like an Illinois, forgot what the retirement fund, but I forgot what the M stood for. It's for education or whatever uh, for 10 years. Then when I turn 60 or 60, I think you can start taking it. I get paid. Like I can retire and I have a pension. So I'm like, I'm nine years in and I got one more year to do it and I get guaranteed money. So you're like, I think stay one more year or, you know, at this school, if worse come to worse, if you can't find another school in your district to switch. So, yeah, I have those, I have those thoughts. Yeah, yeah after it, I was just very annoyed and I was like, I'm just going to take a shot. And then I took three. And then I was like, oh, I have beer. So I drank three of those. So, yeah, here I am at work because this is work. And I'm going to do my best. All but right. here we are. Um, Don't judge me this episode if I, I do a lot. Yeah, no, no. Let's 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 recap a little. Um, my Father's Day weekend. I went over my dad's house my mom and dad house and put together the fire pit. I'll put the video up in the, what's that called? The Facebook group. Cause I do have a video with my niece in it to show like, uh, to show like how it looks and everything. Uh, nice little fire pit took all day in the hot ass sun to put it together. I went over there at my dad's house and you would think that he had a good set of tools. He brought me like mix, mix matched tools for everything. I was able to get things done, but no longer will I do something like that. I'm always just gonna make sure I bring my tools. Uh, what was wrong with his tools? He just he he didn't have nothing. <laughs> like I needed <laughs> I needed a wrench. He gave me pliers. I'm like I mean I this can I can use this, but I I should have just brought a socket wrench over. It would have helped a lot. Um, went home. Oh, so here's the, the party funny part about it. So as I explained last week. The fire pit has a grill as well that is removable. I don't think my dad understood that it was removable because when I'm explaining it to him, I'm saying you can get you some hickory, some good wood, put it in the fire pit and barbecue with it, like make some burgers, some hot dogs, some steaks or whatever with that wood. And my dad already in the backyard has a bunch of old wood. So he was thinking, oh, well, I'll just use that old wood for something else, you know, I burn it with, you know, a can or whatever. And I'm, I had to explain dad, you can take the grill out and just burn wood without cooking it. Cause you're not going to cook with the old wood. So once I showed him that the grill comes out, he understood it. Sunday comes around. I go to the gym. I go for a walk. And, um, as I went for this walk by this little lake, I see this nice older black woman, who said, good morning, brother. I said, good morning, yes. sister. She said, yes. you know, you looking, you look nice. God bless. I'm like, all right, God bless you too. So I'm walking around the lake and I'm, I finished it. It was hot. I shouldn't have went in the middle of the day. So I, I, I did like two and a half miles of walk. Soon as I was going to my car, this brother stopped me. He's like, yo, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? And he was telling me about how he has this volunteer program I think it's called CW Second Chance. And what they do is take kids out and show them a better way so they're not always in the house. All good and well. He said, we took the kids painting. They didn't even know how to paint, blah, blah. Now, mind you, I'm ready to get to my car. It is hot. I'm listening to this guy's spill. In the middle of his spill, he said to me, 
yo, the reason why there's so many shootings and killers in Chicago is because oh, of the PlayStation. Okay. I was like, hmm? Yeah, man, they got them video games in the house, and that's why they got... And I, listen, I appreciated what he was doing, but I didn't have time to argue with this man. Shooters <laughs> and killers had existed before video <laughs> games, my G. He was like, yeah, because I'm from the west side of Chicago and all this, and I was like, oh, I really don't have... I really don't know. I'm not familiar with too many west siders. All I know is y'all think Southsiders think Westsiders are weird, weird and Westsiders think Southsiders are weird. But I gave, I was like, you got a cash app. I gave, I donated some money to the, the program. I forgot to look them up on Facebook, but it's CW Second Chance. Uh, I came home. Sarah ended up getting me some fragrances from Bath and Body Works, right? A couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I was on Twitter. Like I jump on a check once a week or whatever, right? And I came across this because uh, they just got done with their semi-annual sale. I think so. And some woman tweeted that her gay friend had told her she smells so good that if, if, if all women smell like this, he'd be bisexual. Obviously a joke. But her, her combination was fairy tale mixed with uh, YSL, E. St. Laurent. So... I didn't know fairy tale is discontinued, but they bring it back for the semi-annual sale. I bought some fairy tale and I saw that they had body mist for men. So I got um, mahogany coconut and citrus cedar. Fairy tale okay. came in, smelled amazing. Gave it to Sarah. She got the, the spray and the, the lotion. And then my mahogany spilled. And I had to call Bath and Body Works up. And this guy felt like he was on a direct TV delay. Remember back in the day <laughs> when you'd be on the phone with your boo and try to watch TV together, but they you got cable and they got direct, you know, satellite, and there'd be a slight delay. He was like, I was like, hello? Yes. Who am I speaking with? I'm like, oh, such and such. Okay. I'm like, why is there such a space? In the middle of this space, he kept saying, oh, what sense did you let me, you know, give me your order number. I give him my order number and he says, oh, well, let me see your, oh, you got the mahogany coconut. Oh, that was the, that one smells so good, blah, blah. I said, yeah, that's the one that spilled. Ah, oh, let me see if I got, oh, we're all out of it. Sure. Sure. You're all out of it. <laughs> so, um, he sent me like another citrus or, uh, cedar cause it's, uh, it's, it's decent. And then Sarah, I saw that they had like bourbon stuff. They have a lot of fragrances for men. I didn't know they had like real cologne and stuff like that for men. So she ended up giving me that for Father's Day. And I think that is it for this weekend, for Father's Day weekend. I did see a couple of things we could discuss. I don't know why I wrote this twice on here. Um, first thing is I saw this episode one of Secret Evasion. I did too. What did you think? It was cool. I thought so too. I like the fact I mean, that I was... feel like I don't know. I don't know much about this, so I'm kind of like literally watching for the first time. I wouldn't without any blah 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 <laughs> without any knowledge. Yes. Um, all I know is they keep telling. Um, I was gonna call him Samuel Nick Fury that he is washed up and the game has passed him by and you're not the same and he's talking about how what did he say oh like he changed after the blip yo you know what's wild i love endgame i love infinity war 
and I'm watching this like, oh shit, that's right, he did get bleeped away because he has to hit Captain Marvel on the st- I forgot yeah. about that. And then, so, and he talks about how there's always a bigger bad after you. We get to see Amelia Clark. It's been a while because I don't know if she's been in anything since Game of Thrones, but I haven't seen her since Game of Thrones. She was in this other very heartfelt movie. I watched it on a plane. She is, I think it's like in UK, but it was a movie based on this dude who was, I guess, like a paraplegic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah, that's what all I got. That's all I got. What is that one called? Above film me before you i forget yo me before you yeah that was in 2016 yeah okay. uh is that the one about stephen hawking oh it no it was a good no. movie it had everybody on the play crying <laughs> it literally had everybody on the play like oh my god yeah louisa clark um it's a mate because how old is this woman 36 she really pulled off like a little young daughter of Thanos or Thalos, whatever that dude's name is. So that's the whole gist of it, guys, that um, the scrolls are pissed off. They've been here since the 90s, and they're like, yo, you promised us the planet. How come we ain't got no planet? But I'm like, yo, some things went down. You should have got mad at Nick Fury from like 95 to 2008 before Iron Man showed up because he wasn't mm-hmm. doing nothing. Nothing, right. Now, the, after Iron Man showed up, y'all know the world has been in peril. <laughs> you can't be like, yo, you didn't give us no planet. Um, but yeah, now I think, I think the best part of this show is going to be guessing who's a scroll and who's not. Uh, but yeah, I watched that. I watched the blackening. Did you see this movie? No, it was good guys. Um, it hit theaters, all black cast about a group of friends having a college reunion around Juneteenth end up in a, a horror situation. Basically, dealing with a murder who makes them play a game to survive. And, and when I tell y'all it is funny the way they mess around with these tropes and stereotypes, nice. um, I was surprised cause I was, I had low expectations for it, but they really pulled it off. And you know what the best to me is as you watch it, I think a lot of us are going to be, uh, a lot of you guys are going to be, how would me and my friends react? If we were put into this situation. Now, a lot of y'all going to say we wouldn't have been out in the woods in the first place. Sure wouldn't have. That part. <laughs> I that need part. to be I need to be close to something. And you know what? I thought about what it is this movie. I don't think we, I talked about Barbarian. That's a scary movie, but that's really good. Uh, I don't know what they're doing for the Airbnb community because this is what all these are. Because that's how you have to do these type of movies. You're renting a house from somebody else. And then some scary shit happens. They can't. What's the only hotel movie? 1408? It's the only time where you're like, yo, I got a hotel room and this hotel room is haunted. Or um, wasn't there a haunted hotel in one of the American horror stories? Yes. Yeah. It was hotel. Oh, that's what it's that called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. All right. We talked about some scary movies and some scary stuff. This Submersor story. Have you been following Child. it? <laughs> Chow. For those, for the Child. two people who have not been following the submersion, because you could tell, you we are in the dog days of summer because all the news just jumped on this. I'm going, I'm not going to hold you. I didn't know this was a thing you can do. 
You can pay a quarter of a million dollars. Apparently. It ain't. To hop it's, in an you Oscar. You can't accomplish this. An Oscar Mayer Wienermobile with a PlayStation controller. Not something you could do. <laughs> Let me tell you how this was on my Citizen app. This is how I first got on it. Okay. I got an alert on the Citizen app that was like five people in the submersive missing, trying to get to like the Titanic. And now I am intrigued. Okay. Like, I was like, wait, what? Yo, that's the elevator pitch right there. Like, I got a movie. <laughs> so I obviously go down the hole. So I was like, the fuck? So I Google. Come to find out that Ocean Gate created this little submersible called the Titan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This little fucking tin can, little Red Bull can, um, was supposed to take you. 12,000 feet down, 900 miles away from Cape Cod to the spot of where the Titanic is. Now, Mm -hmm. let's talk about it. You have this metal contraption that you can't even stand in, okay? No. All passengers must sit Indian fucking style in this motherfucker, okay? You do not have any glass windows, so you're looking at everything from a computer screen, okay? So not only do you go down this far, you can't even actually see. You're looking at a screen. I can look at YouTube and watch better Titanic documentaries. Okay, fine. Cool beans. The person who was working on this previously got fired. Because they told them several times this shit yeah. is not possible. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the former director, I forgot his name. Yeah, he had so told y'all them. fired the man because they didn't tell you what you wanted to hear. Yeah, he was like, you're talking too much. Don't tell us what we can't do. Tell us what we can do. And they was like, well, you then can. you told me that you are not going to be able to open this can of sardines from the inside. No, nope, you are to bolted be in. Bolted shut from the outside. Okay, okay. You then told me that this machine only holds 96 hours worth of air. And that is meaning you take regular in and out breaths. Not a panic, not a anything, regular breaths, which was, was dispersed amongst five people. You then told me, after you had told me three times, I'm probably going to die on this excursion. Yeah, and, and it, says three, it says death three times on the contract you signed in too. So, and people are just like, yeah, I got to see this show. For this experience, that it is going to cost you $250,000 to do so. We're so in tune with the times to make shit fancy instead of some real contraptions, buttons, and the remote. We're going to use a Logitech remote. Your mm. PlayStation 2. Your yeah. Xbox. Nintendo 64 as remote it's really one of those situations that even if I cared enough to see the Titanic up close even if I had 250,000 the moment I step close see it in there and I'm like that's the steering wheel no I'm good my G I wish y'all the best of luck I'm not doing this let me start off by saying by no means am I feeling happy about these people losing their lives because I don't however you knew better before you hopped in this contraption. Yeah, it is hard to have sympathy for this because this... Everything about this said no. And this seems as if a, this voyage, if you want to call it that, only seems to be done to be braggadocious. 
It is yeah. one of those at a dinner party, you hear somebody talking about, oh, one of my favorite movies is Titanic. I love that movie, blah, blah. I saw it when I was a kid. Remember it came on two VHS? Then you come through and say, I've seen the Titanic. Oh, yeah, the movie. No, no, no. I've seen the real Titanic. Yeah, you can go down and just so you can tell people you did it. Like, fam, I'm good. I let the... The, the rich and bored is what I got. Oh, we're going to get into more rich and bored when Mike, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk want to do a cage fight. Did you see this? I was like, I, ain't no way. Here's the thing that took me away, too. Take me away. This person got on Instagram. It was like, not Instagram, Facebook. It was like, all these jokes about these people not even funny. Imagine if it was your family. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been anybody I knew. We gonna have to decided to listen to the details of this excursion and say this sounds like a magnificent idea. We don't want to get in feet five below. This shit was twelve thousand feet. I the have... pressure so thick that even if the contraption was able to be oh, opened be from the inside, yep. your lungs was going to collapse step one and you were going to immediately die. Yeah, you wasn't even Ultimately, these people, this machine, according to the news, this thing has imploded, which means it swole inside. It didn't even explode outward. It exploded inside. Yeah, it was it, the good news for them. It, it was quick. It just happened. And one minute you was alive, the next minute you were dead. You didn't, you didn't get crushed. Here's the thing. Lived the 96 hours. Oh, no, no, they, they ran out of contact yeah. an hour and 30 minutes into this excursion. That they was, had died on impact, is yeah, all I got. That's the thing, too. You were right when you bring up that you couldn't get out of it on your own. And if you got lost, somebody else was gonna have to come find you. And it was, you got to deal with it. If I have this little guide that shows they went down about 12,000 feet, 12,500, sperm whales don't go past 4,000. They were like, no, nah, we good. And that's like, Listen. and people got to understand the ocean is kind of like space on Earth. We don't yep. know what's on the bottom there. We don't. It's too sure dark. Don't. And the animals, the yeah, I'm saying it right. The animals, the sea animals, whatever that survive down there are different, and you ain't seen them. Because Sarah was asking why, why I said because it's dark. So that's why sperm whales and sharks ain't going down there. It's, they can't see. They're still they mammals. So like, the animals that be down there are different. Uh, yeah, rest in peace, though. To the, to the five people who... Um, R.I.P. I feel bad for the 19-year-old who went down there to celebrate Father's Day with this man and you got him killed. That shit is wild. It's wild. And I heard that <laughs> that the CEO wife grandparents or great-grandparents died on the original Titanic. So now she has two family members that oh, have I passed away. First of all, the people said, leave me alone. Why is you trying to check for a ship that's been down there for a hundred years? There is enough documentaries out here enough Tons. for me to watch the look at. You can't even send people down there. They sent handmade like man machines and they barely make it back. What is you saying? These are machines. You thought your human body ass was about to go down here. Humans can oh my god nothing about this you know made what? sense to me but it was funny submarines don't even go this low no. regular ass submarines people were just like how come they just can't step out how come? like oh y'all don't know how to see work <laughs> y'all just be thinking i remember and i learned they, let me tell you something even 
if a person, because you thought they had enough breath yeah, to, to get, get back, back to, to the top. Fam. Y'all sound foolish if I didn't you know, know that. You know though? They could have probably avoided this if they treated it like a helicopter or airplane. Like when you, like I'm talking about those where not a regular commercial flight, but when you're on an excursion, there are um, parachutes and stuff like that. So like, yo, if this here, I'm going to tell y'all how to put your parachute in case of emergency. When their situation in case of emergency, there was nothing. There was like, nothing. So there wasn't like, no emergency we can't like open it you. up and everybody has their own tank and hopefully you can get to, no, there was nothing. No. <laughs> there was no they safeguards. They you down there with a hope and a prayer. Talk to God. I hope your relationships is great. They literally was like, hey, it's pearls down here. It's the entry to the pearly gate because bitch, that's where the fuck you're going. What do you mean? My Lord. Again, I don't mean to make fun. I don't make fun that these people pass. I make fun that they made terrible decisions in their life. Because yeah. they ain't no. Yeah, I'm also a- not spending 250000 for this trip. Do you know what I can do with $250,000? It ain't going to see Titanic. No. And here's the, here's the main difference. I'm with you with this. If they survive, they still would be getting these jokes. People would be like, That's y'all, y'all are foolish for that. Y'all for two. Again, most of us didn't even know this was a thing you could do. We, we didn't it was it, if we did we'd have been joking from jump but like why the fuck y'all want to go see the titanic there's so y'all many things on this wilder. earth on the green god's green earth that i can go that see that we ain't even explored yet why am Damn, i taking myself make sure there's two places i do not plan on going in my life the bottom of the ocean and the, oh, and the, space. And the space yeah it's not not serious I'm not interested. Yeah, I, I want to. I'd rather see the seven wonders of the world, see the pyramids, Stonehenge, Taj Mahal. Like I can do those I'm things. I'm not even going into this awkward cave. Cave. What do you mean? Yeah. If it looked too dark and scary on the street, it is not a street I'm going down. Yeah. I'm not sure what more. Somebody I saw somebody on TikTok and was like, "You know why y'all failed? There was no black people on this excursion." So if you don't see not a single black person, don't go. They, yeah, they might have been like, well, they didn't have the, they didn't have the wealth. No, because you know what the, the rich black people was at this week in Paris at Fashion Week. I seen Jay Z and Beyonce <laughs> sell uh supporting Pharrell at his Louis Vuitton yeah. show. Yeah, which looked looked amazing. I'm never gonna afford none of that stuff. But I was like, he had the Minecraft suit on. I was like, he had Speaking the- of the black, TikTok is my best friend. Okay, so. I was scrolling through the TikToks and this man who I assume normally does black history facts or trivia or whatever had, and I don't know if you ever really be on TikTok, but sometimes people will leave a comment. You share the comment, you make a video of it. So this Mm -hmm. comment that this person had was, it was like June 1st. And the person was like, the commenter was like, why isn't there a white history month? And this black content creator um, I think his name is Lavert the Baseman. If you guys want to check him out, he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna give you White History Month starting today." So it was June first, and I ain't never learned so much about Black history. But he goes, "Okay, great. Let's talk about a time in White history." And he first talked about the Tulsa, um, 
uh, uh, the fire and the riots. Yeah, and the, yeah when they, that but, was like the first thing he talked about, about how you had this thriving black community, black Wall Street, as they like to call it. They're being so successful. White people was very upset about it, end up burning the shit down. Um, everybody practically died. Um, and then they put like water over this area because they love putting a lake over some shit um, to cover up the fact and this is they taking it out of history books. A lot of people don't even know this shit existed or happened. Nope. And then the part that I didn't realize about it was that these black people had all their money in these banks. Mm-hmm. And the people that did survive tried to go to the banks to retrieve their money. And they could not because all of their documentation to prove that this is their stuff um, had perished in the, yeah. you know, in this in the fire. fire. So to this day, these banks or the variation of these banks still have this money that has recurred interest over mm-hmm. the years. And even these people, descendants can't get it because you have no way to prove that this was any of your fucking money, family money, descendant monies, yeah. or anything. I was like, this is fucked up. So as I'm scrolling through, I am just learning so much, okay? This man had gone over, like, redlining and how that affected in the Sisters of Confederacy. I don't remember if that's what it was well, called. You're mixing some things. First of all, when you brought up redlining, I was like, we watched that movie. I don't remember what that movie is. It's when y'all was making us watch these bad black movies. It was one that took place in Chicago. But the Sisters of the Confederate, they don't white women put in work and try to make it seem like slaves were treated nicely. And the Confederate was all about and they, And that's why... I remember when I learned about them, I felt bad for my cousins in Mississippi and Tennessee and then especially friends and people I knew in Georgia because y'all black kids grew up with a different history and y'all probably knew the truth but sat up in class like, these motherfuckers just lying about how this went down and blah, blah. Yeah, no white women was evil. It, what? Ooh, there's it a good was, YouTube documentary about them too. It's a, so many. Like I, if you, I think that's his name, Levert the Baseman. Yes, yeah, but I'm sure you could put it. In, okay, it's so educational because it's really stuff that I didn't know. He was talking about. Now I could be ignorant and blame it on Chicago. Oh, daughters of the Confederacy. System. Sorry, not sister. daughter. There you go. Um, I could be completely ignorant, you know, and not know. He was talking about the Thirteenth Amendment. And how, you know, 13, as we all know, 13 minute is what abolished slavery. But there's how, a but. <laughs> yeah, it is so many buts to this. Um, yeah, that that was the law that abolished slavery. And clearly, you know, this went on for a while and it took like two extra years for everybody to realize they were slave. I mean, that was free, which last people were in Texas, which is how we got Juneteenth, right? Because it was the last people to acknowledge they was free. Yes. And then they talked, he talked about how even after they did, they started to create more laws. Yeah. And the next law that was created after that was like no loitering and no, oh my God, what's the other term? Loitering and something else. And that it was deemed as a criminal um, offense. You know, thing. Mm-hmm. Offense, right. Which was you can't loiter. And, you, and ultimately, like you couldn't be like homeless, like what is so many words. Now imagine you have all these people who's free from slavery. Now imagine their homes were the plantation and their job was the plantation. And now that they're free, they no longer have homes and they no longer have jobs. So they will go to different businesses and be like asking for jobs, which is illegal technically by this new law that you have no job. So when the jails is full of like 90% white, it had immediately turned to 90% black because looking, begging for a job and not having a place to live was a crime mm-hmm. now. 
So they end up institutionalizing all of these black people. Then they made another law that said, if you are pretty much a ward of the state that you can be sold or like you're now possession of the state. So they can do what they want. So yeah, you can work for free. Yeah. This was, uh, and you never saw, you you didn't watch the 13th, the one on Netflix that Ava doing there? Absolutely not, because I stay away from all this stuff. It'd be so dark and I'd be mad. Yeah, that was a good documentary. That was before the uh, COVID, I think 2019 uh, or 2018. So now you're telling me that these people who are now free, that have now been jailed, is released back into the water state, which ultimately, because the state owns them, they can sell them back into slavery. It was like a lose-lose. Yeah. I also learned where the phrase ignorance is bliss came from. Have you heard of this? I don't know the origin. I know the, know the saying. Yeah. You heard the saying. So apparently our president, what's his name? Adams? What's the first name? John Adams? John James Quincy Adams? Adams or which one you Okay. Talking? I'm not sure. I think it's Adams. <laughs> don't have me lying. Because I was like, I literally spent like two hours just watching all these videos and I was like, shit. So anyways, this particular president, and I want to say last name Adams, was very here for the black people. And he was trying to create all these laws and rules, et cetera, to, you know, aid in our fight, I guess. And somebody who, I don't know if it was like family, friend, close person, whatever, was like, I'm not here for this shit. They acknowledge that at the time, you don't know what this is, but in like new age, you will realize this person had like mental health issues. Back then, you don't know shit about mental health, right? Anywho, this particular person wasn't here for the shits and didn't think that he, he didn't agree with these new policies, rules, and et cetera. And at the time, they would put an itinerary in a newspaper of everything the president did. Like, his whole life was like, he what meetings, what places he's going to be at, et cetera. So this person had decided that, I'm going to shoot the president because I don't like his laws. So he looked at the newspaper and found his itinerary and knew where he was going to be. And so he went to say a place where this president was and shot him. Now, John Adams, I'm assuming is his name. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, people. No, no shade. But, um, but he didn't die, right? He didn't. didn't he did not die right away. Yeah. No. Okay. I was about to say, I was like, because so I was just listening to Ebro and they did the four presidents that were assassinated while in office. I'm like, I don't think it was John Quincy Adams, but go ahead. But I'm like, I might be in there. I thought it was Adams. Maybe it was something else. But, um, he got shot and he had a doctor on his staff because he had, you know, close friends and whatever. That was his, that was his people. And one of these, it was a doctor, his last name. We're going to call him Dr. Bliss. Cause as it was Bliss, I remember his first name. And so this doctor, when he got shot, you know, was trying to save his life, even though the, the gun wound technically wasn't the reason he was killed, but this particular doctor didn't believe in cleanliness. So he didn't wash his hands. He didn't wash his utensils. He didn't do shit like that. He went to work on said president and was like digging his fingers in there to like pull out the bullet and using all these utensils to pull out the bullet, which ultimately caused an infection in his part in his president. And then pre- the, uh, the infection obviously, you know, spread because the bullet was moving. They kept trying to find his bullet to pull it out. You mean you were talking about James A. Garfield? That's who Dr. Garfield? W- Garfield was killed. He did die from his shooting. And Dr. Willard Bliss is who you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why was I thinking Adams? Okay, Garfield. Sorry, y'all. Uh, I watched so much that day. So if I'm getting people, like, I'm talking about so much. I spent, like, two hours scrolling this man page. No, gonna lie. Anywho, so Garfield, President Garfield and his doctor, Bliss. And so Bliss was in there just just dirty handing it out, okay? Dirty utensiling out, trying to say, trying to find his uh bullet or whatever. 
which was moving. They ultimately was like Garfield was having good days and bad days, et cetera, et cetera. Ultimately, he died because of septus of disinfection that was spreading because the doctor was nasty. Yeah. And he wouldn't have died had he had a good doctor and just got the bullet out and everything would have been great. It was really because his doctor was ignorant and which is how we came up with the term ignorance is bliss. Okay. So a few things. Uh, he tried to get some money for his services. He tried to get, he submitted a claim for $25,000. He was offered 6500 and this is like 1881, which is equivalent of $200,000 in 2022 instead. And he are an offer that he refused. Some believed even at the time that bliss was guilty of malpractice. Mm-hmm. Another thing we have to do ignorance is bliss uh, uh, saying preceded it's him before that. Yeah. yeah. But I can see him yeah. now, like um, we use Benedict, I uh, know Benedict Arnold or whatever as a trader. but the ch- people have been trading, but they're like, now they start calling you a Benedict Arnold. But yeah, um, yeah, Andrew Garfield. That was a little late eighteen hundreds. He died pretty soon after that too. He died in eighteen eighty nine. It was like I promise you. I'm sorry I said Adam because Adam seemed more frequent, like more recent. I couldn't think. I'm like something about the name Adam. So maybe it was a different video that I watched. Adam do you Adam. Know what you should. If we knew we was gonna do all this president talk, I would have reached out to Cardi B. She loves presidents. She, she loves presidents. She would have topped on. I'm like we. I don't care about none of this drama with you and and take off and Quavon and Tasha. Let's talk presidents. Let's go. That is so like I'm. I'm I'm assuming I must have watched more videos and something had included Adams, but that's why Adams kept up kept sticking out in my head. But mm-hmm. Garfield is the president, so I apologize. Thank you for looking that up. Um, but like I literally just found this man page and was just engulfed in this information. And then I went to the comments, and my favorite thing is to read the comments. And oh, there was so I- many, <laughs> so many good white people that was like, I did not learn this and I did not know this and I'm happy that but my thing about it was I love how this man said okay I'm gonna create a time in white history and talked about how all of these white people who thought they were doing certain things really did affect history and did not you not that they didn't realize but like let's talk about what they did to affect black people you know what I'm saying like So I like how he put his little twist on that. And I like that people, especially uh, white people, acknowledging um, they didn't know this information and that they learned so much from this man's page and that now your eyes are a little bit more open and woke and stuff like that. They also talked about um, the amount of Confederate flags that's flying free on Highway 75, I think it was. Okay. But they have these really big ass Confederate flags and that they are there to talk about what they people did. And you're like, their whole thing, the whole war was based on like, fuck black people and how you want to keep shit the same. Mm-hmm. But these communities come together and have spent well good money to buy these big ass flags and have all those statues to honor their ancestors and these people who genuinely just didn't give a fuck about black people and i'm just like this is wild to me so if y'all get a chance go check out his page because it's very informational i was trying to find this neil gaiman quote in american guys where they talked about american history and about basically it's a fiction it's a fairy tale for kids or whatever so that's why when you those people are like we had no idea i was like yeah because they, they omitted. took it out of books yeah. they omitted the <laughs> shit out of it and I'm thinking that's why, because Florida is going through that right now. Like, I would never. 
never moved to Florida. They said, we're just going to erase this part. Yeah. But the but, thing about history is you need your history to move forward. So you don't so make you the same mistakes. To, come on. One time for the people in the back. Because mm-hmm. what the fuck? <sighs> All right. Where else we want to go? Random other white history. This is past Sajax last year at the Will of Fortune host. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, he, they've been on there forever. Is what's name still there? Vanna White, right? Vanna White's still there too. I wonder if this her last year too. But I was like, who else am I supposed to watch? What are you saying? Steve Harvey's just gonna host everything. You ever see his his uh, what's it called? Uh, the Judge Show. <laughs> this looks ridiculous. I seen a clip. A clip of that it. is it. Um, we got an update on Babyface. He sat down with Jason oh, okay. Lee. And he sat down with Jason Lee. Yeah, he's on the Jason Lee show. And I have a lot of clip notes, but I just let's just discuss the part where he said where he talked about um Anita Baker. Where is this at? Uh why well, act like I don't have this quote in here. Oh. Addressing rumors, Babyface denies any feud with Anita Baker and doesn't hold her responsible for any backlash from her fans. He also refutes Anita Baker's claim that he dislikes Beyonce. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't hate Beyonce, honey. What you mean? I'm going to see her next month. Yeah, you got, the, about that. He got He got to tell the world, like, hey, I love Beyonce and everything that Beyonce does. Um, yeah, so that was that. Uh, is there anything else in this little article? Reflecting on LaFace Records and his roster, he admitted he and L.A. Reid sometimes couldn't meet artists like TLC and Tony Braxton's demand, which resulted in legal conflicts. However, he sees these struggles as part of their collective growth and learning. And he also clarified there's no ill will between him and TLC and Tony Braxton. He maintains that the relationships are good. I, re- I receive that because him and Tony be thick as thieves. Yeah, didn't they do an album a couple of they years sure did. ago? All right. Uh, we talked about Fashion Week, Babyface. Q-Tip. Did you listen? <laughs> Q-Tip or Try Call Quest? Got on Twitter and told Twitter to go find his boo. Did you see any of this? No. So he was looking for his high school sweetheart. And uh, I guess he didn't know. Oh, was this when he said something like I went on a date with somebody? Yes. Yeah. He went to prom. Yep. He went to prom or something like that with her. And he wanted to know what she was up to. So. The internet went I feel to, like you got people for this that you can find out that you do not have to go to the internet. Yeah, and so they found her and they was like, hey, Q-Tip looking for you. And I'm like, hmm, see, why why do why do that? Because she was on her that says, that says a lot, though. Like, somebody really stands out in your head over the years. I'm not mad about it, though. Here's the thing, though. He's the last, not he's, not him particularly, but that's the last generation that's going to work. Cause not for nothing, yeah. I can go and find all my exes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I would never have to tell Twitter like, "Yo, this is her name." I'm like, she probably got a social media. Um, yeah, they th- older, so maybe yeah, not. that's why. Yeah, that's why it makes sense for him. He's older than me. There was a girl I went to high school with, and he put a whole name out there, Pamela Sweet. Pamela, yeah, uh, Sweat. <laughs> 
Uh, we went to the Prince concert in ninth grade at MSG. Yep. Pam, if you're out there, I'd love to know how you are well. I think of you often. And they found a picture like this, Pam. He's like, yeah. She's in her little chilling. And they say, hey, Auntie Q-Tip looking for you on Twitter. Like, could you imagine that happen? All right, let's do this. What do you think, if you're in this situation, would happen first? Famous ex-boyfriend comes looking for you or you go looking for him if, you, if you're interested? Because if, if Pamela was looking for cute, well, now, what if Pamela was like, he probably don't date famous people, so he probably And not check it for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. I read an article about Ananda Lewis. They had to do a Q-tip. Oh, okay. That's yeah, right, she, she was, I forgot who she sat down with. She has a show on TLC, but I barely be watching TLC anymore. Um, and she talked about how she was on, I think it's called The Zone. It was on MTV. And Q-tip came by to debut his new video. I think it was a vibrant thing. And this is when he first went solo. And she said to him, why did you have women in such a degrading way? And she said, as soon as I said it, and she didn't mean any disrespect. She was just like, I was a, I was a, um, a tribe fan, and I was. This was not the vibe they gave off. You know, there was hip hop, love women. They, what, you know, the vibrant yeah, thing. Yeah, it was vibrant thing. It was the video, and she just didn't see Q-tip to make that type of prototypical stereotype of stereotypical video that had women, you know, in tight, shaking their asses or like that. And she's like, I saw the look on his face. I saw the manager. And I was like, oh, you just said what you wanted, you know, out loud what you wanted to say. You probably probably wanted to word it, wow, I wasn't thinking you was going to give us that type of video, you know, but you said (laughs) degrading. And how was he supposed to answer that? Like, um, they're not degraded. Plus it's live. Because those MTV BET shows were live Uh back in the day. So, yeah, Ananda Lewis regretted that (laughs) moment. Um, And now the BET Awards are this weekend. And for some reason, black Twitter is trying to figure out who's hosting and who's performing. And I'm telling y'all right now (laughs) that I don't think there's a host this year. Cause I just for the writer strike reason, and I got a list of hosts. Uh, so previous hosts were Amanda Seals, and I was like, "Amanda," I was like, "Oh, that was the COVID year." Regina Hall, Jamie Foxx, Monique, Leslie Jones, Anthony Edwards, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Taraji. Just to name a few. Did the past two years, right? Um, but I think the bigger thing is there's supposed to be this hip hop fifty performance, but nobody else knows who's performing either. Is, so you don't know the host, you don't know the performance. Uh, I don't know how they're going to pull this off. They're going to be airing on all the Viacom channels, BET, MTV, and all them, uh, CMT, Comedy Central, and all that, like they usually do. Um, I don't know if they're going to do like how the movie awards for MTV did it, where it was just clips, and they gave out awards. Just pay attention to um, your socials. If you see... <laughs> Because if you follow celebrities, are they in town this week? Right. <laughs> That's true. That's the only way you would know. You might, but that might just be like, I'm not mad if they if this year is all performances. I'm cool. I'm not. I'm not. I'm good. I mean, they mo- mainly all performances anyway. You get yeah. like five awards. Yep. 
per award show. Yeah, just put uh, MC Light in there and then say, coming up next. Let her do her thing. Let her be in her bag. That's all you need. I don't need no more than that. I am good. Uh, That means the fashion week. That might be it. Save some things. I saw Into the Spider-Verse. Oh! What's the name of that song? (laughs) It is uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. There you go. Yes. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. It was really, really good. Visually, it is stunning in the storytelling. Visually, it's amazing. (laughs) The one dude, I don't remember his name because they had all these names. The one dude who was very etch-a-sketch was like and i'm out i quit bye oh uh now, spider punk oh that was the one for me honey daniel kalua yeah he, that was, he was the like, one for how me. are you even cooler under your mask i was always this cool like yeah he was awesome <laughs> he was amazing he was really good i you know i enjoy the family stuff too like so we like light spoilers the a lot. whole movie was amazing like everything yeah. about it the family background the, the storytelling, even the, the main graphics. villain getting stronger Throughout yeah. in the in the background, you almost forget about him for a second because you're dealing with uh, Miguel oh, O'Hara uh, from Spider Man 2099, and the fact that they have to sit there and let it happen. I do agree with people saying, if y'all never told Miles what was going to happen, it probably would have just happened. And y'all didn't have to hold him there, you know. Yep. Uh, Peter B. Parker My with the baby. My friends was having a big. Oh, I love the baby. <laughs> but I feel like anytime you put a baby on something, you just be like, Look. yeah, made a the My two friends was having the deepest conversation about this afterwards. So we left. We went to go get some food, and one friend was like, "I was like, because we, I had to. Well, the two of us had to run to the bathroom. We was like, we got to run to the bathroom. And so what we usually do when one has to go to the bathroom is FaceTime the other one." While you go to the bathroom, <laughs> so you can still watch the movie as you're oh, going. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're like watching the face. So we came back. I was like, at the end, I was like, okay, I think I might have missed something. I went to the bathroom in a part where Miguel was explaining to Morales what was supposed to happen and why they needed to hold him. Yeah. And I was like, I think I missed something. So I'm like trying to get the information. She tell it. And my friend was like, well, I don't think that's fair to say because technically he never was supposed to have these powers, right? Yes. Which means his life should have been a little bit different. Him losing his uncle should have made up for the, f- the part so, of losing yes. his father. And I was in agreement to that. And then my other friend was like, no, because his uncle wasn't like his parent. He still had both parents. So that was just like another thing. But Peter Parker and lost was- Ben Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> right but he because he had already lost his parents and then he yes, had, he had yep, and Uncle he May. so that was kind of like her point and my friend was like but you just took one for the other so why doesn't that count mm-hmm. instead of him losing his dad he lost his uncle and if you go back when he when Morales went to the other what, uh, planet 42 where he thought he was on a correct planet I love that twist he, that twist was yeah. so good his mom was like who is Spider-Man and he and was why like why is you playing in my face yeah she, he was like what is Comic Con like she was, he had no idea he is in the wrong universe until yeah. his uncle was alive and then they made him evil with braids <laughs> when they was like the prowl I was like oh it's gonna be him like yeah. I saw that but he was just like if I already lost my uncle and my and my friend was saying this, like if I already lost the uncle, why did I lose the dad? Because I already lost a significant person to me. Yeah, he and looked my up to his uncle. Was like, and 
And my part, my other friend was like, because well, he was like, one, he already lost both parents. So you losing the extra uncle, like you losing the uncle is an equivalent because you never, he was, you know, Peter Parker was an uh, orphan in so many words. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but Peter ain't Morales. So I mean, is it Mike? So like, not Mike, uh, Peter. M- Miles. Miles is a Peter. Yeah, yes. you know what I'm trying to say. Thank you. And so I was so I was like, I was hearing both sides. It was definitely an argument at the table. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was a very, very, very good movie. And I hate that I don't know how long I'm supposed to wait for the third one. It comes out next March, supposedly. They say they were done. Because, you know, we got a writer strike. Writer strike, exactly. Yeah. And the three or the two people that Miguel brought with them, including Miguel, I saw this video. Because I knew, I'm not familiar with Jessica. I did have a, a 2099 when I was young, but it wasn't an origin story. And I knew who Ben, I knew Ben Riley was a clone. That's the one who, who was narrating, like I'm in the alley. About so I already knew. So all three of them were not bitten by spiders. How they got their powers? So I was like, hmm. Will that play into it? I don't want Miguel to be the bad guy, but also I, somebody said throughout there, what if he was the one who killed the other Miguel and tried to t- and took over that life? See yeah, good point. But yeah, I liked it though. It was really, really, really good, and I'm happy that the end was like, "Let me go back to my original Spider People that was fucking with me in the first movie." Yes, I did, I did like that. I part. was like Spider Pig. Yep, <laughs> Spider Ham. But the baby was it. It was the baby being like up, like look outside. Do you not see what's happening? I yeah, Mayday Parker is awesome. Ever. All right, guys, that is the episode. You can tweet me at one and only. Oh, is it? Hmm, okay you got some more let's go <laughs> i don't know i was i was vibing i was here <laughs> i was like i don't like, know what can any... i pull out my ass because i feel like anything yeah. else happened let's see let's see let's see the episode went real quick it has definitely been an hour and 15 minutes though i like how people are just saying diamond is pregnant by scrappy as if they didn't watch that episode with no facts because <laughs> yeah, mama d confirms i was like mama d just said she was late mama d just be talking and talking about confirming mama d be talking yeah, yeah unless sure. you see diamond out here with a belly i believe nothing we definitely didn't talk about these old men getting these babies these women pregnant because al pacino and robert de niro have a kids had kids while we were on our break and al pacino couldn't even believe it he was like i i had to get it get it tested uh yeah that's it all right. Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed it. You can tweet me at one and only. You can tweet Shell. And sexy Shell. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on the Snappy Chat at I Miz with the Z Shell. I did not. Applause for him. <laughs> you already got that. I don't know. Twice. Um, Two uh, different shows. I'll, throw, I'll put it in the post so y'all will hear. Um, did not watch The Flash. Heard it wasn't good. Oh, that is that it wasn't. I heard that it was. Yeah, well, I'm gonna watch it eventually. <laughs> so I'll At see. At some point, I can, I can tell you the last season of that season that show wasn't. I can tell you that uh, much. Yeah, I watched. It, I've been committed for all these years, but, but was I disappointed? I was. Snoop Dogg coming. Oh, from- what else I wanted to say? No shade. I don't know how I felt about Issa Rae playing that character. Um, because Issa Rae is Issa Rae as character. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Issa Rae. I was Issa. like, I. As soon as I heard her voice, I was like, it's Israel. Oh, and I don't know if I realized this before, but the dude who was playing Peter Parker, the one with the baby. Yeah, from New Girl. It was the dude from New Girl. And yeah. I don't think I knew that before oh. when I was listening to him. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I knew hey, that in the yo. first movie. Jake Johnson. Yeah, I love that guy. He's great. I was like, is this, um, what's his fucking Plus, name? Plus, he's a Chicago girl? guy. 
Yes. What's his name on New Girl, though? I can't think. Let's see. I want to say Jake, but I'm like, it's not. Nah, it's not that. New Girl cast. Uh, what is it? Nick? Come on, Nick Miller. Nick. Yep, I was, I was listening. I was like, "Hey, yo, is that dude from New Girl? New Girl?" And they was like, "It's Sholy." I'm like, I, his voice was so him. It was yeah. great. He has a good voice. Him and like, it's him. Uh, Seth Rogen also has like a very distinct like. No yeah. matter what the character is, I fuck with it because like you just see you like cool laid back dude. Go ahead. Sorry, you know a movie I want to watch? I think it's the Bank Job. Is it called the Bank Job? Did I just make that up? Uh, with. Alec, nope. Mm-mm. What's his <laughs> name? Mackie. Alex. Oh, uh, Anthony Mackie. Anthony, I knew it was an A. Anthony Mackie. I think it was an Apple movie or something. Uh, is it relatively new? It's probably been oh, out the for banker. Like two or three. Oh, the okay, one with Samuel Jackson. Yeah, it is an Apple movie. Yeah. Okay, I want to watch that. I remember watching a piece of it, and I think I fell asleep, and then I exhausted my Apple membership, and I was watching more recent clips, and I was like, damn, I want to finish this movie, and I never did, but like, I'm very interested in that movie and the outcome. I forgot about that. Neil Long is in it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check that out. Uh, all right. Where we? Oh, check out all the podcasts. Right? If you subscribe, uh, support the Patreon because you're always gonna get the episode <laughs> if you support the Patreon. Until next time, guys. I say peace. She says bye.